I'm here today to talk about some of the hottest topics in pop culture this week in a show I like to call Son of a Beach. Welcome back and hi to all of the new listeners of Son of a Beach. If you didn't know, my name is Katie Gurley, the arts and life editor for the Daily 49er and the host of this lovely program. It feels so good to be back and I'm excited for all the juicy stories that will appear this semester. So kicking off, we're going to start off hot, as in Paris Hot Fashion Week. Paris Hot Fashion Week just wrapped up after running from January 17th through January 22nd, and many celebrities came to check out the latest couture fashion looks. Anne Hathaway, JT from the City Girls, Doja Cat, Timothy Chalamet, <laughs> Yungi from BTS, Robert Pattinson, Kylie Jenner, and more were just some of the star-studded lineup in attendance. Many headlines surrounded Kylie Jenner as she made interesting fashion statements. Jenner attended the Skia Parelli show in a black dress featuring a fake lion head around her shoulder. Jenner has also been caught in controversy after wearing a problematic Givenchy noose necklace. Doja Cat, who sported multiple memorable outfits, also glimmered in red head-to-toe, appearing at the same Skia Parelli show. She was covered in over 30,000 Swarovski crystals. Okay, I don't know if the theme of the fashion week was exaggeration because I feel like that's exactly what it was. I love Doja Cat and I feel like her other looks during the fashion week were iconic. However, I cannot get over this all head to toe, red, hot Cheeto looking crumbs outfit. They had my sis looking like red. Megamind, I'm just like, oh my gosh, my queen looks like a freaking hot Cheeto. Ugh, I don't know. I couldn't sit for over four hours getting crystals on my body. I love Doja though. And let's talk about Kylie for a second. Girl, if y'all don't know the outfit that she had the lion head on, another model was walking with it on the runway, and some of the cameras that were part of the fashion show, it like panned to Kylie to see her reaction. And she was just, like, admiring the dress, but, like, nodding, you know, because she knew his eyes were on her. And I feel like in her head, she's like, ooh, my stylist is about to get fired. She was, she looked heated. I was just like, ooh, somebody about to lose a job today. But let's also talk about that noose necklace, okay? Like, trigger warning. I hate that we're having this conversation because it has a long, dark history. And Miss Kylie has a, she has black children. so. She should know better. Educate yourself. Again, the stylist, whoever they are, fire them because they are setting you up. Not only she's going to have PETA calling her up about that lion head, even though it's fake, but like she should not be on social media for a while because she needs to be educated on this and she knows better. Speaking of the Kardashians, looks like another item from the beloved and late Princess Diana was sold. On Monday, it was revealed that her iconic purple evening gown was put up and sold in an auction held on January 27th for over $600,000. According to People, the velvet dress, which Diana wore for many milestone moments in her life, has been sold for five times the pre-auction estimate. Cynthia Holton, Sotheby's global head of fashion and accessories, stated, Today's sale of this historic dress is a reminder of Princess Diana's enduring legacy that continues to inspire people all over the world. 
I get it that these items are sold as an auction to charities. However, when it comes to people with such long history, such as Princess Diana, Marilyn Monroe, Michael Jackson, different iconic figures in history, I feel like we should not be selling their items. It's, in my opinion, it's a sign of disrespect to their family. Because those families could easily have those items to cherish the memories that they have of their loved ones. But then you get people like Kim Kardashian buying dresses of Marilyn Monroe and then ruining it. You're not only ruining a part of history, you're destroying these families. They should let these celebrities and figures rest in peace. How many more pieces? At this point, this girl got a whole museum at her house. Like, chill. One thing I can't chill about is... This news, I'm so sad. But Brendan Urie, founder and sole remaining member of Panic at the Disco, announced Tuesday, January 24th, that the band is officially closing the goddamn door. No. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I had to do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. After a nearly two decade run, Urie announced the news because he's also expecting his first child with his wife. He stated on Instagram, growing up in Vegas, I could have never imagined where this life would take me. So many places all over the world and all the friends we've made along the way. But sometimes a journey must end for a new one to begin. Why does that sound like an ending of a Pokemon episode? Like, I'm sad. Like, I'm really sad. Like, even though he was, like, basically by himself for, like, the latter half of Panic! at the Disco's career, they created great music. Death of a Bachelor is probably my favorite album, and I feel like that was the peak. In my opinion, I feel like that was their or his peak at this point. But I hope this is not the end of Brendan Urie's singing career because he has like, oh, he has such a classic old but rock sound to his voice. Is this like a rock version of Frank Sinatra? I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just like, wow. Like, I really hope that he continues, whether it's through like another record label singing or if he decides to do more musicals like he was in Kinky Boots, I hope, you know, just he officially goes solo. Because he's been solo, I mean, you know, for the longest, but like officially, just Brendan Urie, not Panic at the Disco. Panic no more, I guess. <laughs> but they will truly be missed. Music is a big part of pop culture, so I just want to reintroduce a new segment to Son of a Beach that will bring music to your ears. To help me with that, I'm going to send the next segment over to guest host Renzo. Hey everyone and welcome back. This is Renzo and you're tuned in to Soundwaves, where we dive into everything music and showcase a few of the newest tracks and albums you should definitely check out. So, let's get started. Influential Grammy Award winning rapper Drake recently held an intimate session of back-to-back -back shows at the legendary Apollo Theater in New York City. The Apollo Theater's small capacity paired with a specially tailored setlist provided excited fans with a lucid experience. Drake's interview pondering the thought of a B-side show came to life in the wall-to-wall -wall atmosphere of the Apollo Theater. Some of the songs he played included Trust Issues, Over My Dead Body, Jungle, and Practice. I can tell that you've been practicing All those other men will practice They will practice yeah. Concert tickets seem to be getting more expensive. A resurgence of festivals has come with Just Like Heaven, Cali Vibes and Crew World all being hosted in LA County alone. Bottle Rock and Napa Valley comes back with a big variety of artists like Post Malone and Lil Nas X to the Red Hot Chili Peppers and the Wu-Tang Clan. Other festivals slated across the US include Welcome to Rockfest, 
Boston Calling, and Sonic Temple to cap off the spring. With the announcement of the return of artists like Blink-182 and the Foo Fighters, concertgoers have some big and exciting shows to look forward to this spring and summer. Yes, the Foo Fighters are back and are set to headline three exciting festivals stretching from May to June. The identity of who will be drumming for the band still remains hidden, but many speculate whether Taylor Hawkins' son will take up the mantle or Dave himself will drum. Drumming would not be a new experience for Dave, being well-versed with instruments and his days back in Nirvana. Miley Cyrus makes an explosive comeback with her new single, Flowers. Accompanied by a stunning music video, Cyrus's liberating tone and explosive dancing showcases everything that makes her the best she has ever been. With a deeper dive back, we have SZA with the release of Kill Bill. SZA's second studio album has proven her staying power amplified by her stunning vocals. The whole album is worth checking out, but Kill Bill takes the plate. Maneskin quickly rose to catch everyone's attention in 2017 with their hit single Beggin and made an even sharper impression with their take on fashion. In an article for the New York Times, Vanessa Friedman describes Maneskin as synonymous with a particularly kind of gleeful rock god getup. Maneskin previously received worldwide recognition after winning Eurovision 2021, a song contest spanning across Europe recognized by the European Broadcast Union. Their new album Rush manages to create a new blend of sound for contemporary rockers to jam out to. The gossip drink till you choke The gossip burn down your choke You're not iconic You are just like them old Don't act like you don't know The Kid Leroy has consistently been putting out new music since he burst onto the scene. Many may be familiar with the Kid Leroy as he is often seen as the protege of Juice World. The Australian artist takes inspiration from both R&B and hip-hop with influences from the Fugees and Erica Baidu to Lil Wayne and his mentor Juice World. To put it best, love again hits where it hurts. Can we find love again? Is this time the end? Tell me how many more tears will try till you hit me with can we talk and try? Fallout Boy have announced a new album titled So Much for Stardust. With this announcement, they have released two songs so far. Love from the Other Side is the single off the album, taking a venture back towards the sound that made them whole. Fallout Boy reestablishes themselves with this song while showcasing Patrick Stump's desire to journey back in time before the pop vocals. Definitely make sure to check out some of these songs. I'd like to thank the Daily 49er for this platform. Be sure to follow us on our socials at Daily 49er. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you all next time on Soundwaves. Thank you, Renzo. The Jonas Brothers received the 2,745th star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame on Monday, honoring their nearly 20-year career. Damn, I'm that old. Oh, my God. Members Joe, Nick, and Kevin were all in attendance along with their wives and family for the ceremony. This is a testament to the love and support of our fans, our family, and our friends who have been with us every step of the way.
Him and Jonas said during the ceremony. During the celebration, Nick spilled a surprise about the upcoming Jonas Brothers album titled The Album, shocker, <laughs> coming on May 5th, which will be followed by a tour. This will be the group's sixth album. Me and Jonas Brothers go way back. I mean, I don't think I was there in 2005, but I was sure was there in 2007. I was there when they did Camp Rock. I was there when they crossed over with Hannah Montana. I was there when they did Jonas. I was there when they did all that stuff. I got the Camp Rock, the first one, all the, the songs on repeat to this day. To this day. I got Year 3000 still on my playlist. I got Burning Up on repeat to this day. SOS, don't play. Do not play with me. Me and Jonas Brothers go all the way back. I know I had to let them go as soon as they got wives and children and everything, but I was definitely a Nick girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was a Nick girl. Maybe it was the curls and everything, but they definitely had an influence on my, I guess, taste in music, if that makes sense. And the thing that sets the Jonas Brothers apart from a lot of bands and groups that they're all successfully great at what they do when they go solo. I mean, Joe, he does stuff with his band DN and CE dance. And then Nick has a successful solo career. I mean, he has hit after hit. I think his first solo album went triple platinum, if I'm not mistaken. Like, come on now. And then Kevin, I've seen him on TV programs as well. Maybe he's not in the spotlight, but he's definitely not forgotten. They have created such a legacy and they deserve that Hollywood Walk of Fame. It's February 1st. Do you know what day it is? Do you know what month it is? It's officially Black History Month. Her. This month honors the triumphs and struggles of African Americans throughout the U.S. history. I am part of Black history and would not be here without my mom, family, and ancestors who sacrificed so much for me to live a better life. I'm so happy to celebrate Black History Month and we'll kick it off with the $5 movies AMC is hosting during Black History Month. According to to Rolling Stone, the theater chain is offering discounted tickets to Black-led films like The Woman King, Till, and Black Panther Wakanda Forever throughout the month of February. Like, come on. Hello. AMC will be offering discounted tickets to one movie each week, starting with Till from February 3rd to 9th, followed by Devotion from February 10th to 16th, and The Woman King from February 17th to 23rd. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is still playing in its initial theatrical run, and pricing for that film will be discounted from February 24th through March 2nd, period. I'm excited. I wish this was year-round, but hey, I'll take it. You know, I have not seen Till yet, and that's such an important film in Black history. Um, I enjoy films that are based on real-life scenarios and things like that, so I will go see that movie this month. If you have not seen Black Panther Wakanda Forever, I need you, I need you to go watch it right now. Like, right now. I'm excited, and I hope you guys take advantage of that $5 movies. AMC is coming through. I see you guys. I'm excited for Black History Month, guys. Like, I've been waiting for it. It's, like, the first month I wait for, like, all year besides my birthday. Like, it's just a moment for me to be proud of my culture, and I want others to be proud of where they came from and where their family's from and how far you've accomplished and many more ways to go. Before I go, I want to show my gratitude to everyone at the Daily 49er for giving me the platform to share pop culture news and everything in between on a bigger scale. Lastly, I just want to say thank you for listening. 
This has been Katie here. See you next time on Son of a Beast.